Oh, oh, I just heard a voice tell me that we're recording. We're I guess recording. that means we're recording. It, 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 this must it, be the hard Chad, have you been recording I have no these idea. podcasts the whole time? Uh, welcome I, I back mean, to Hoops HD, everybody. Though I'm Chad Sherwood. Uh, got David Griggs and Zach with us. David and Zach with us tonight. But uh, we decided something very special for the offseason this year. We decided that we have a special guest every month. Uh, unfortunately, David completely blew it and scheduled our May guest. So we have Zach instead. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not remotely qualified to speak as our guest was going to be, uh, wow. but I did dress for the occasion. I do have a colored shirt on, which is the first time I've worn one of these probably in 15 months. So I, I've been in the raw ever since we started the website. I'm, I'm just sitting. Here. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you clarifying that it wasn't a COVID thing. It was the <laughs> entire history that you yeah. want to make everyone know the global pandemic in no way changed your lack of pants. No, uh, it didn't. Well, I don't have. Uh, I'm leaving. You two guys can handle this thing. <laughs> right. uh, good that we're staying on the highbrow topic. That's, yeah, that's uh, a good place. To I, I, it's our first time together in well over a month, and we're picking up right where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing. Oh, we 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 decided that we we've got a special topic. One of the reasons, Zach, that you're here tonight is because we're talking about a team that was in the NCAA tournament for the first year time ever this past season near and dear to your heart one of your great moments when they made it and they've had a little off-season news i'm i'm personally being trolled is what <laughs> this is there's three at what 353 division one programs 358 350 358 and only one of them has decided in this off-season that they should just quit and it's the university of hartford coming off of the greatest season in school history uh and i'm 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 literally 1.3 miles from the Chase Family Pavilion, uh, I, and having just moved near them, uh, it's personal, clearly, uh, that I'm in the neighborhood that they've decided to just railroad the entire athletic department into Division Three. Um, it's it, it's not gone. It's a decision that was never going to go over well, but the way they've done it has been just so openly craven. Um, being done by a school president who attended the same high school I did who is claiming things exist at the same high school I went to that don't, that I know don't exist. And he's the president of a ostensibly major research institution. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a fun couple of months for Hartford. They, they haven't, it, it hasn't gone downhill as a program. It's been like Wiley Coyote running off the edge of the Grand Canyon, basically, and looking down immediately. Right. So I, for those of you that have, that may not follow well, if you're watching this show, you do follow it. But in case that you don't, uh, Hartford has announced that they are going to reclassify to D3. Is the stated reason, Zach, a money saving issue or just that it or was it not even that? Was it they said that they thought that D3 fit their academic culture better? What, what was the stated reason, Zach? Yeah, it would be appreciative if at least they were admitting it was because of money. No, no, it's not money. Uh, the entire release they had this pre pre done website explaining why they were doing it not on the athletics website the university side because apparently uh nobody in the athletic department knew this was coming which is good to see that high level of communication uh within the organization this was done at university level the athletic department soup to nuts was in the dark on this uh and the stated reasons was you know sure 90 percent of the website mentions money things but it's not because of money you have to understand uh, it's to better align the academic program uh, profile of the school and then going into what a financial drain division one is on them. 
Uh, yeah, it, it's it's not just a bad idea in terms of it's never going to be popular if you announce, hey, we're dropping out of D1. Uh, the, the, it's the way they did it, not consulting anybody in the athletic department at all. It's the fact that it basically took a local journalist kind of uh, revealing that he was accidentally kind of sent the, or he was able to FOIA the communication between the school president and their consulting firm that they, that they signed up to help, to, to help put a report together that basically just said literally make the numbers in this report we're going to use look right and we'll handle the PR. So you want to talk about this was decided before any sort of analysis. This is very different than there's, there are other schools that are currently undergoing this kind of research process. COVID's obviously been a huge uh, financial burden on the entire world. And we know that athletics runs a deficit depending on the funny ways they do economics basically everywhere with accounting. So schools like UC Riverside and Eastern Washington specifically have had these sort of studies been going on the last uh, 12 to 14 months. Uh, the difference is the University of Hartford is the only one that we know of where the president of the school said, uh, you just make sure that it justifies it financially so that we can do this ahead of time. That's not the, the best way to spin it, I would think. Yeah, right. Zach, Zach, here's the exact quote from uh, the Board of Regents Chair, David Gordon, um, talking about the, the, the move down. He says that a move to Division Three will allow the university to further strengthen the academic co-curricular and wellness experience for all students. While we know this decision will disappoint, disappoint some members of our community, we, may, mm -hmm. we remain confident that this shift is in the long-term interest of the institution and all its students. Uh, as, a, as we transition to this new model for intercollegiate athletics in the coming years, I am energized by the opportunities we will have to support the success of our students, including our student athletes. Uh, it, it, it's nonsense. It's nothing. It, right. it's, it's, it's BS and crap. Uh, it, it, it's total crap. And there's, there's no basis for this at all. It, you know, it's going to be by 2025. So there's, they have a few years to undo this still. At and, least it's all good news. In addition to the other problems, they had the audacity to, to in their state that not only is this in no way a reduce in, in athletic prestige going to division three. <laughs> I don't know why people would think going from division one to Division three was not that. scholarship. I don't right? know if it's I don't know if the name might have some role in that it's some sort of bright giveaway that it is. But they also tried to do it as a how dare you claim that division three is not. They tried to do the, the false equivalence that like it is they're trying to claim that in no way is division three like a lower level of athletics, which um, which is wrong. Uh, just well, a yeah, gas, it's a gaslighting report. It really is. I know that term's been used a lot in this country the last four years, especially. Okay, and when you try to make those kinds of insinuations, you really are insulting everyone's intelligence. Right. Nobody, no sensible, reasonable person is going to believe that. So essentially what you're doing is slapping them in the face, whether you mean to or not or realize or not. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about this throughout the year, not just tonight. Uh, so probably, and, probably for the next four years, David, because it's probably yeah. going to be four years till they really get okay. really down there. But Right. So, ahead. I mean, <laughs> you know, if we don't get to everything tonight and tonight, we're not even uh, really going to get into that many specifics as per Hartford, because we don't know them yet, we're going to speak more in generalities of programs that have transitioned down, 
um, what it really means, what money might be saved, not specifically to Hartford, but just in general. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned was the university president, it's Gregory Woodward is his name. He's been taking a lot of heat for this and understandably so, deservedly so. But one more question I have for you, Zach, is do you think he was the one that spearheaded this, or do you think that it goes back? He, he, he's only been in office or in that office since 2017. When he was hired, do you think the board of trustees uh, or the board, this was something they wanted done by the new president? Or do you? I, I think I think it might. I think it largely was uh, the board. But I mean, you say only 2017, but it's such a. I think that's enough time where I can we can safely say this was something that he came in and when he got that job when if uh, financials were an issue and declining enrollment, he was probably one of the people going you know one way we could do this we don't spend so much on sports and what's interesting at Hartford is that this is a school that in the last ten years has spent a ton of money upgrading all the Olympic sports facilities they're all new the baseball field is new the University of Hartford is where uh, Jeff Bagwell who's in the Baseball Hall of Fame played college baseball. Uh, the, the, the field hockey or not field hockey, I'm sorry, the soccer and lacrosse complex has been redone and they've, you know, for the university of Hartford has been very successful in soccer and lacrosse. The university of Connecticut doesn't have a men's lacrosse program. The university of Hartford does. They have an excellent, uh, they have a very good soccer facility in terms of America East, what they're in for the league. Um, they, they, they put NCAA golfers into the, on the PGA tour. So there are athletes that have gone there and gone on to have success at the highest level of athletics. That's not the reason for it, but I'm saying this isn't like just no offense to them, Tennessee tech. Like right. there has been proof that in everything, but men's basketball, Hartford can be successful. They had a women's basketball team under Jen Rosati that went to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Uh, right. And everything but men's basketball had been successful. And ironically, everything but men's basketball had had a facilities upgrade. The Chase Family Pavilion is a, a, a nice facility, but it is older. It's wooden benches, but it's not falling apart. It's a much better facility than what Central Connecticut State has yeah. in New Britain in terms of Dietrich. So, like, it's not a modern amenities facility, but it's a nice, fine, functional facility. Um, but the one sport they had never been successful at in Division One level was men's basketball, and they've really struggled. Uh, so now under John Gallagher, this guy busts his butt for 10 years, and he gets them to the point where they've been really good the last few years. They yeah. were in position last year pre-COVID. They were going to be in the America East title game. And, you know, it didn't happen. They were in that the weird limbo where the America East tournament had finished before the final. The final was going to be the next Saturday, and right, the world yeah. fell apart that Thursday. So they never got their chance. They were going to be the road team and the underdog, but they I they mean, were there. Thing. And that's why it was so amazing this year that they got through that disappointment, and they, and they freaking won the thing, and they made the NCAA tournament. They play all right in their one game. And John Gallagher's built this thing on the idea of the neighborhood. He's gotten buy-in and it's really hard to get buy-in at a program that's never been any good and doesn't draw a lot of fans. And he got local enthusiasm. And it's never been higher in terms of your team goes to the NCAA tournament. And meanwhile, the entire time, Greg Woodward and the board of trustees were, were working with this car sports consulting and telling him car sports. Hey, yes. Can you come up with this report and, and show that we need to get out of this because we're losing money and make money. The reason we'll handle spinning it. So it's not money. 
And that's well, why people are so mad. It's not just the decision. The decision will make people mad. It's things like I said, of telling people, oh, no, Division Three is fine. Division Three is in no way. How dare you say Division Three athletics is worse? No, it's not because of money. It's it, That's why it's so much worse because they're acting. If they had just said it was money, people could have come out and raise, maybe raised money. Or if they couldn't, they, you know what? It's money. But they're acting like it isn't the reasons that are obviously the cause. And that's, as you said, David, so insulting. And that's what's got people pissed off. Right. Uh, You mentioned car sports. Let's get to them real quick. This is the same group you might remember, uh, at least I do. I think you all do, too. Back in 2014, they uh, recommended that UAB cut its football team and two other teams. I want to say it was rifle and bowling. And the report that they put out, was laughable it was decimated our our good friend andy schwartz who uh, i know who follows us and who's been on the show wrote some articles for i want to say it was vice if i got the website wrong i'm sorry that basically just thrashed this thing and it it just kind of makes me wonder this kind of feels the same over again similar to what we saw at uab to where there was a desired outcome that they wanted to work backwards from. They hired car sports to sort of work backwards from that and come to the conclusion that they already wanted. And the problem is the numbers just don't make any sense. They don't add up. And a lot of what they're saying really is, if it's not a lie, it's a false insinuation about how much money they're actually saving and what it really means. Uh, is that a fair, I, I don't know, what are your impressions of car sports? Mine are not very good. Well, well and, and David, I, I think you made a great point there. Car sports, look at what their track record is. UAB, what that last, it lasted one, two seasons and suddenly UAB not only got Cape brought football back, they realized they made a huge mistake by getting rid of it. Uh, and, yeah. and you look historically, uh, I mean, there have been a few programs that have dropped out of D1, Savannah State recently, uh, Winston-Salem State who barely completed a transition and then dropped back down. Uh, and these were teams that really, really had no money, uh, not anywhere yeah. close to where Hartford is. Mm-hmm. Another school I think about is New Orleans. If you remember them, a few, about 10, 12 years ago, they decided to drop down to D3. It lasted about two seasons and they came running back to D1 also and because it was been- a mistake. They had Katrina happened. I, I live in West Hartford. What? Did Target run out of slacks? Like, come on. <laughs> what, you know, what? there's no issue like Katrina here. And, and the, another thing, speaking of the brilliant car sports history here, uh, so some of the, the Hartford basketball boosters, not thrilled, got together. They were able to reach out to Andy Schwartz, nationally heralded economist. Yeah. To take our, a look our, at the car sports re- report, the one that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you found just a little error in this entire <laughs> thing. Small thing. So they cited the cost of Division One, uh, a a Division uh, One program, um, uh, in terms of financial aid, would be uh, they, they were off by six point two million dollars because they counted things twice. They double counted it. They claimed that that, that a, a Division One program cost six point two million dollars when it cost three and a half million dollars. Uh, the reason being that they they when they talk about it costing two point six million to run a Division Three program, they forgot to factor that the, the idea that if it costs you two point six million to operate a D three program, you're not going to get two million in academic in athletics revenue or an ESPN TV deal. Shockingly, Car Sports thought that if Hartford was in Division Three, they would still get the full money of an America East TV deal for a conference and a division they're not in. Oops, 
I yeah. it just it's it's stunning, and God knows how much money went into this consulting firm, which is run by former UConn disaster AD Jeff Hathaway. So he has oh my a history. God, is it really? Yep. He oh Lord. He has a history of failure in this state. Yeah. By the way, he was the AD at the same time that UConn was going hammer and tongs with the NCAA and Walter Harrison at the NCAA, who at the time was the president of the University of Hartford. So this is a school that had one of the most influential academic leaders in Division One as recently as 2017. I did not realize that. Walter Harrison. And who tried to kill UConn on APR, but still, that's somebody who was very invested in Division in Division One athletics. And at the time he left, they had a twenty-seven million dollars surplus as a school, and now they have a board of trustees and a president trying to get them out of Division One at the at on a stupid report put together by a horrendous AD from the biggest program in the state. It, it's an incredible uh, confluence of events. It's uh, truly incredible. Yeah, let, let me list a couple of things. And Andy Schwartz could probably speak to this better than I could. And again, this is not specific to Hartford. This is in general. Um, when you hear something like it cost six and a half million dollars to run a Division One athletic program without without major football, or when you hear one of my favorite, there's only 13 or 10 or 20 or 15 or eight or seven or whatever the number is this week, athletic departments that make money on athletics. Uh, let's start with that. You, you know, there's 358 schools and all but like 10 of them uh, lose money on athletics and departments. Notice that they say that it's the athletic department that loses money and not the institution, because whether you are spending six million dollars or 60 million dollars, the vast majority of spending, not all of it, but the vast majority of it is money spent within the institution. The expense of a scholarship, for instance, is money that the athletic department spends and loses, but it's money that they give to another entity on campus, the general fund or whatever. Uh, meal plans, money that you spend and lose as a department, that's not campus money. So like, if you're spending $60 million, which is way, way more than what Hartford's spending, they're at 6.3 million, how much of that 6.3 million is being spent at Hartford? It's a lot. It's, it's way more than half. The money that leaves the campus is coaching salaries, travel, equipment. There is money that does, that does leave the campus, but way more than half of it, at Hartford or anywhere else, this is a general statement, is money that does not leave the campus. So can you say the institution is losing money when they're writing themselves a $50,000 check to cover a $50,000 scholarship? So Hartford's currently in America East. The yes. longest trip in the conference is Maine yeah. by bus. There's it's not, yeah. they're not, they don't have the, the only places they're flying to is when the basketball team's getting a six figure check to get their brains beat it. Not as much anymore now that they're good. And that's the thing you do to make money. So yeah. it, don't give me travel costs. They didn't factor in the car report um, that there's a $1 million exit fee due to America East for leaving America East. Think that would have been mentioned. They don't even factor in the fact that the Under Armour deal they have will well, be well, significantly no, no, the, the, reduced. Exactly. The car report does say you should pay the America East exit fee. It does say that. It doesn't say oh, what okay. it is. So but, it, but, uh, uh, I'll, I'll give the car that. I, I've, been, I've been reading it. So, yeah. This is the Go sort ahead. of thing that makes people mad that I was referencing. They acknowledge that there's an exit fee and that they should pay it, but they didn't factor that into the financial. They, they don't even mention what? the number. No. Yeah. What, what? I would rather they just forget. This is the. Them saying we know there's one and we don't care. 
and we're just going to ignore it in the math, which is so insulting. They ignore the fact that like the trainers right now have a deal with Hartford Healthcare. And you know why they have a deal with Hartford Healthcare? Because Hartford Healthcare gets free PR because there's a division one team using their trainers. I don't think Hartford Healthcare is going to be geeked up to get free PR when they're playing Colby in division three. It's just little, they're, they're not little things. These were like obvious things that they didn't think about. And it's just, it's really scary to not even think about the fact that, oh, we wouldn't get the TV money. Like when you're doing the report, they're a consulting firm that works in college athletics that didn't think about a television contract. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. There, there's one of two possibilities. One is that they're incompetent and they didn't think of obvious things like that. The other is that they did and they're just not honest. Uh, I, I, if you read the report, I mean, it's really, I mean, they, 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 they spent half the report, the car report, talk about how wonderful the the ccc and the little east conference are and these conferences that guess what nobody not even i before tonight had ever heard of these conferences so don't tell me that that oh this is a wonderful choice here and and your student athletes are gonna be thrilled to go and play in the new england men's and women's athletic conference uh no it's not here's the other thing like the, the the balls on them to just talk about that like the little east knew about as much about this as i did just assuming they're going to get into the lease that this and the lease won't take them. Yeah. Like, is yeah, that, well, that is, that is a good point uh, because to reclassify at least up to one, and I got to be honest, I'm ignorant about classifying down. Do you need conference affiliation coming up to one? You do. Well, I, I'll tell you that, that, that the, current force, the current force numbers are, are a little bit, a little bit interesting too, because they, they show the current uh, Hartford budget. At about fifteen million athletic total athletic budget around fifteen million, which is, I think, second to worst in the America East. Very low athletic budget currently. Yeah, uh, their their projected athletic budget at any of these D three conferences will be twice at twice the highest of any of these conferences. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know these conferences want somebody with that much money. Didn't St. Thomas just get thrown out of their conference because they were right. spending too much money and, and they had to go up to D one? And there's also the for me it was the rea- the reality of like. Because it's easy to say, well, of course they'd want a team coming down from D1. It's good publicity. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Maybe the Little East, like the Little East is fine with its membership. They don't like, what if they like the membership they have now? And adding a school is not a minor thing. Adding adding a school with twice the budget of anybody else in you, it means, you know, you're voting for somebody who's going to beat you every year. Why why would I want that in there? I meant why do I want the Yankees in my conference? I don't. (laughs) I meant logistically, but your point athletically is a very good point. It's going to be really hard. Do you think I'm pulling up the Little East now? And by the way, the Little East would be much more travel and much more of a pain in the ass than America East is because you are going to Plymouth State, Castleton, the middle of nowhere. And you got you're going to two schools in New Hampshire, one in Maine and one in Vermont. And and the Massachusetts schools, one of them is in Boston. So have fun with, you know, dealing with that. that they just. It's. I honestly think it's more expensive to travel around the Little East than it would be in America East for them. But that's a really uh, awkward. Well, the Commonwealth Coast Conference. The Little East has nine teams. They. What? What if they? Castleton and Eastern Connecticut, Eastern Connecticut and Western Connecticut are in the league. They probably don't want Hartford in the league. (laughs) You know. And those, by the way, are all. Those are all. These are all. As my understanding, these are all public schools. The University of Hartford is a private institution. They are all public schools. I, I, I'll give you the, the, the card. Card did recommend the Commonwealth Coast Conference as the number one choice, which would have probably less travel than the America East. 
I think they are they are more private schools, but still, it, it's still. I, well, why, why would that ten team conference want them? To get insanely into the weeds, I think the NESCAC is where it would fit best for them. I'm aware that I have three conferences. We are way in this. Yeah. I mean, that's also, that's a best case. Oh, sorry. The NESCAC is where they want to go. That's not what Bates and Williams and Truffs and Colby and Connecticut College. That's not happening. That is not happening. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's part of this. Is like they want to go to D3 and they have no idea where. They, but they, they'll be fine. We'll have our pick of the litter. Like, and none of this process, the way it's been handled, I think, Drew, you think they're really going to be rolling out the red carpet to this organization to bring them into the board meetings? Um, yeah. And one of the things about this is that it, I don't know what the motivation was. I don't know who decided if it was, if they actually meant well, if it was just someone that, uh, you know, was all about D3. Like, I, I don't know what the genesis of this was, but it's been done stupidly, even if we, if it was done with good intentions. And a lot of this was mishandled. The way they rolled out the car report, the way they tried to insult the intelligence of their supporters. And I don't think they understand the ramifications of the everyday person when they've been treated like this. How are your donors going to feel? How are your recent alums going to feel? Did you happen to notice that the president was booed off the stage? At the graduation, at, at commencement, it, it, yeah, yeah at, at commencement, that. left in the middle of the ceremony. Um, get ready for that to continue. Yeah, and it, 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 and if you were, <laughs> we're going to start off being nice. Realize the, that this is a mistake and, and work to rectify it. Like because if, if you're in a leadership position at the university or at Hartford, um, realize that this isn't about you. It's about the people that follow you, and they're not going to follow you when you treat them like this. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, and I feel awful for the kids. I feel awful for the coaches who, you the know, coaches, I feel awful yeah. for the athletic department who was in the dark on this. I mean, that they had, like I said, they did the audacity. They, none of this was posted on the University of Hartford's athletic website. I don't, I haven't checked lately. I don't think any of this has been put there. If you go to the University of Hartford's athletic website, it's like it's business as usual. This is completely at a university level being done and just cutting the legs off of these people who are just working as hard as they can to win in, in the America East. And you mentioned the donors. Well, when the Chase family comes out and says they'll never get another dime out of us and I'm never setting foot on campus again, and that's who the basketball arena is named after and it's their biggest donor, that's where it's not just bad because you're ticking them off. It, now you, that's impacting the university. We're talking about people with trust that are going to give money to Hartford. You do this and they're and they say they're out, which a lot of them are, you've just made your money problem a whole lot worse. You have. Let me put something up on the screen right here. I, I think if I can do this correctly, it will uh, cross my fingers. I'm, it's been a while since we've done this, but uh, uh, do you see the, do you see the uh, charts on the screen? Did they come up? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, they did. yeah. Yeah. Uh, just look, these are, this is directly from the car report. This is page 78 of the actual car report we've been discussing here. You can see on the left here, kind of the current numbers in, 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 in the America East where Hartford's athletic department budget is $15 million. Their sports budget is about $11 million. Under D3, they're projecting around 9 million and 5 million. About a $6 million difference there. Mm. Uh, the same $6 million error that's already been shown. In other <laughs> yeah. words, they're gonna save zero money by doing this. Uh, and they're yeah. gonna lose potentially <laughs> a lot more. So it's, it's, it's like, say what you will about cutting sports. This is like so much more aggressively bad 
Like yeah. this is just, there was like there was not even a maybe they're going to cut some sports, which would suck. Nope, nope. The whole thing we got to cut the whole thing out. And you know why? Because all the sports are great, and Division Three is going to be great. And it feels like I'm in another dimension, and I haven't heard one voice come out remotely trying to be in favor of this. Like not one. Forget me, the basketball fan. Of course, I'm going to be against it. Like usually. You're going to hear somebody like the academic faculty maybe come out and say, no, everybody agrees this is fucked up. Uh, I'm cursing, but it's, it's, I'm upset. It's so messed up. And I mean, the, the, it's been cool to see the, the level of grassroots organization among the, you know, the, 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 the athletes. The fact that the softball team went out there and like put black electrical tape over the, the name Hartford on the jerseys. The yeah. fact that the baseball team went out and threw a no-hitter like two days later was funny. And I know people who are attached to the baseball program, and they've been aggressively trying to fundraise, by the way, off of the NCAA tournament running basketball for every sport, everything. Hartford was more than willing to u- utilize the all the great things that a great men's basketball program in Division One gets you and then say they can't have it anymore. Yeah, because this can be sort of a gravy train. You can send your coaches out on medicine shows, really, and raise money. And it's a it's a great mm-hmm. opportunity for anybody that makes the NCAA tournament that comes from an under-the-radar conference. And they just basically pissed that away. Yeah, and, 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 it, and this would have been an opportunity to for them to raise a lot of money. And at a school that... Quite frankly, it doesn't appear that they've had trouble fundraising in the past as far as their donors go. I know they're on the lower lane to the America East, but you mentioned the basketball arena and you mentioned the donors they did have. We would have likely seen that increase uh, had it not been for this. Yeah, the, they don't have any major facilities needs. They Football's never a consideration, obviously. There's no... I mean, the, the programs are run well. The only one that was a joke was the men's basketball program. And John Gallagher has done an amazing job. You guys know what this is. And if you follow any sort of lower mid-major program, you have to be an evangelical pastor, basically, if you're a men's basketball coach at any of these schools. You have to make – I'll go back to Tennessee Tech basketball, the, the only living thing in your life. You have to go – you're pressing the flesh. You're going to any sort of freaking Lions or Kiwanis Club thing. And, and the slogans, oh, the slogans, John Gallagher had the slogan, the neighborhood, the idea that it was the whole area coming together and all the local businesses and just trying to get any sort of attention behind what he was trying to do. The fact they were, he built this thing off of kids from like Australia and New Zealand, getting them to come to Hartford. Like, like there's no shortcuts here. This is not a case of a coach who like, you know, was a guy who had a nice NBA career and is just going to be a coach for a couple of years. He, there's nothing glamorous about being a college basketball coach at Hartford. And he did it with a smile every damn day. And he built them into a championship program and they got that team coming back. They, this was never a consideration when Hartford was a joke. Now that they can actually like get revenue off of it and get yeah. fans and get people in the building and really develop a rival. Th- those games with Vermont, man, the next couple of years could really be a thing. And it's not like America East is a deep league. It's, you know, Vermont, UMBC, you can be right there. They could be easily in the top three of this league, as long as they can keep John Gallagher. And when they can't keep him, they're probably getting paid by somebody. To take him. Right. Uh- instead. I mean, the fact that Central Connecticut wasn't on the phone trying to hire Gallagher is, <laughs> uh, is when they had a position is insane to me, but it says more about Central than it does about Gallagher because this guy's the real deal. And this guy's going places in, in this sport. And I hope it's somewhere sooner rather than later where he's appreciated. 
because it sure as hell isn't in Hartford. That that that's for damn sure. Zach, you are, as you said at the beginning, less than two miles away from from Hart from from the school. Is there any serious buzz yet, and maybe it's, we're still early to get this undone to undo this decision? I mean, there's a lot of anger about it, right. but it's really hard. And part of why the timing really, I think, was part of the timing is it's you know not a lot of people on campus. It's towards basically the end of the school year. Um, not a lot of people on campus because of COVID, you know, so if you're ever going to try and do something like this and hope you could write it out, this was the time will really, I think, know more in terms of the ability for this to be undone. I think when we come towards, you know, the fall semester, when you start, hopefully with COVID going down, people getting on campus, people getting organized. We'll see what happens around the basketball games. John Gallagher is still the, God bless him, still the coach. Yeah. I, I mean, still fully focused. His statement was incredible about how they're still focused on winning another championship and he's still happy. But I mean, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, so Morgan Valley was the women's basketball coach at Hartford and was trying to turn this thing around. They had fallen apart after Jen Rosati left. Morgan Valley left to become an assi- a couple weeks ago to be- take an assistant coaching job at UConn, which obviously women's basketball is a thing that was probably possible anyway. But uh, this I'm sure made her decision easier. The University of Hartford didn't even ask for a buyout. <laughs> Morgan Valley said, no, go ahead. Go ahead. We don't even need the buyout money. What, 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 what are we, it's just, the whole thing is so insulting. They can't tear this thing down fast enough. And it's going to be on the community to show that they care enough more than the money. I think, because I, I think if they realize that they're going to lose, it's a school. It's got some challenges. No question. It's a, it's a private school in New England that's a mid-tier university at best that's really a music school that's charging about 50 grand a year. It's a real niche school. And, but the problems are not the athletic department. They're not the athletic department. The school itself largely is falling apart. The nicest buildings on campus are the athletic facilities. And athletics is being blamed for the fact that the dorms are all creaky and falling apart. And it's an art school charging, you know, so much money at a private school and private school in New England. There's some competition here, folks. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. They want to go to a level where all the schools they'll be competing with are much better schools. Like they can compete with UMass Lowell and they can compete with Vermont and stuff. They're going to compete with Trinity and Williams and Bates. That's not happening. It's not there as a school. It's not there in terms of history. This is a school that was Division Three up until 1987. And the way they came to D1 is actually really is the opposite of this because the way they did promotions when they were going D1 was they would play their games at the Hartford Civic Center because they didn't even have the Chase Family Pavilion yet. And what their plan was, we're going to play our games in Hartford. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring in big concerts and we're going to play before the concert. And that was what they did. And they were able to get some crowds into Hartford. And that was the time when people lived in Hartford, when the Whalers were in town, when UConn basketball wasn't relevant, was a joke in the Big East in the mid 80s. And they built it up from there. They got Vin Baker to go to the school and they weren't successful with him in terms of making the NCAA tournament, but the guy became an NBA all-star. And then things just kind of fell away. But they, out of that, they also got the funding from the Chase family. They built an arena. The arena's from the late 80s. And it kind of looks at, but it's fine. And and they're just throwing away all of that hard work earnestly for reasons I don't understand. In terms of schools that don't make sense in Division One, there's probably a hundred I would pick before Hartford. Yeah, and, and probably seven in their own league. 
Yeah. Well, is, is it time for uh, you? You might ask, and it, it, we're not quite over. We might have a little bit more to get to, but we'll, we'll go ahead with the announcement here. You might ask, why would Hoops HD in May spend its entire May session show on one school, Hartford? But we, we have made a decision here. We're dusting something off. I, I think I can get it. If, uh, oh, okay. Uh, you've disabled the screen sharing, Chad. Oh, it's May and we're talking about a team that made the NCAA tournament last year and will probably has a good chance to make it next yeah. year. This okay, is try, pretty, this try, is pretty relevant for what we talk about okay. right now. There you go. So here we go. Yes. Thank you. And this is, this we is are back. Hard. We are dusting off the team of the people. It will be Hartford this year. And this is the earliest we've ever named it. Don't we normally wait until November? We actually nixed this entirely after a couple of years ago, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, but 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 they, they may be the team of the people in terms of the team itself, the school and especially the administration of the school is exact opposite of that. So right, yes, they, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know of what they are, but they're of, the, of nothing. And but. David highlights the most important point. It doesn't have to be about me. It doesn't have to be about the neighborhood. It doesn't have to be about John Gallagher. Or it's the about player. the people. No, or the people. But they've insulted it. the people. It's, it's about it's something more than the people. You though, look even. at that face. Scroll down, America. Yeah, you there look, it is. At Howie, I'll fight for Howie. Look yeah. at how look at how much he loves that school. Yes, look how earnestly he loves that school. He has smiled. He wakes up every day with a smile on his face for Hartford Hawks athletics. Yes. He is the people's mascot. So the team of the people is back. This originated, I think, with NJIT because they were just in a very unique situation. And we wanted to highlight that all year long. And it was great. We did it with Grand Canyon. We had a few other teams and it, it just kind of tapered off. But we are bringing it back. In fact, I would say, though, Zach, if this does happen and if Harford does drop down, I think at the very least they should leave Howie in Division One. I. I mean, it'll yes. be like the Baltimore Colts marching band. Leave Howie. I am going, to. <laughs> I'm going to walk barefoot over there and demand they give me the suit. I'm going I'm to openly demand it because I also live across the street from where Jim Calhoun coaches now. Um, the University of St. Joseph. So it'd be kind of funny to have two Division Three rivals, seven tenths of a mile apart. But I will, I will stand on the corner and stare <laughs> over there and wave, wearing that suit every day, haunting. I will haunt the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, great. I get a local D three rivalry. It only took this this shit show. That you know, it, this was never. I, I went to America East semifinal games where Hartford beat Maine to make the second round, and they stormed the court. In, in winning like an eight seven game, they yeah. have a team that wins the and that was never a discussion then of dropping athletics, and they had a guy who was big in the NCAA in Division One, but now now that they have a good basketball team, they want to light the whole thing on fire. Uh, right, it, uh, it it isn't official yet, and I I would encourage everyone that's invested in this and that feels upset with what's happened. The first thing I would say is that you you should be upset when your leadership treats you like this, you should be upset. Not with, not only are they making a bad decision, they're making a bad decision with an explanation that's insulting to you. That should upset you. But I would also say, and I'm not going to get cartoonish about this. When we went for the Lopes waiver, we knew it wasn't going to happen. They knew it wasn't going to happen. We were just having fun with it. But this can happen. You know, a lot can happen in four years. UAB, was is an example of an awful decision made by a self, for a selfish reason for a self-destructive purpose that got reversed. You can reverse this. And the reason you can is because I think the facts are on your side. 
this is stupid what they're doing. And it, the fact that it is stupid gives me hope that it can be stopped. Yeah, there are. And I realize a puppet is saying that, but I really do feel well, that we've way. got to fight for Howie here. We really yeah, there are, and we will fight for Howie. <laughs> it was, if we I mean, if if we don't fight for him, there's nothing to fight for. Full right, stop. Yeah. As, as, a, as a society, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, there's 345 athletes at the University of Hartford. 50 of them are on full scholarship. 50. <laughs> yeah. That means the other check my math, 295 are paying full boat. So there's this misconception that because like the basketball team's all on scholarship, well, all the teams must be the soccer team. No, no, no. Sports not a basketball split like five scholarships at most. Yeah. And everybody else is paying full boat. You, you think you're going to be able to get that sort of enthusiasm to come play, you know, Colby and Bates? Right. To, to, so from a scholarship to, standpoint, that's a good uh, point, Zach. You're, you're not saving 345 scholarships. You're saving 50. And wh- what I'm guessing is more than 50 are on scholarship, but like there's 50 full scholarships that yeah, in your headcount sports, obviously, which basketball is one of them, those are on full scholarships. But in your uh, equivalency sports like soccer and you know baseball, uh, you might have 10 different kids sharing two scholarships. Well, yeah. and the what. good news is, as Drew said, uh, uh, um, you know, there's there's time. That's the one, Chad. The one thing we've got the here. Hell is Drew, you idiot! I'll tell you what. Drew, Drew, I, David, think, I, I don't think, know why I said that. I Drew, think you talked about cartoon. I was thinking of drawing. Uh, anyway, I, I think we. I think we have beat there's this time. This, we've got this, years yeah. here. I think we beat this to death. A transitional yeah. process. So that's the other thing you asked. What's the can this be turned around? Time wise, yes. Because they've talked about doing this over a span of you know three or four years, and so they have time. And the good news is, uh, in, not only hasn't this gone well for Greg Woodbird, but a couple of small things on his resume that didn't check out. Uh, he said he played Division One men's soccer at Villanova. He did not, and he said his high school had an athletic hall of fame that he was in. It doesn't, and he's not. And I know because I went to that high school. <laughs> I'll tell you what. So the, I, that's I, not gone well for him. I, I, he I will think, not be the president there very long at the rate this is going. Yeah. Uh, I, I, th- I think we, we, we've gone through this and we're going to continue to go about it all year long. Uh, we'll talk about it probably for a couple of years now. Hopefully we can champion the cause here. We're, we're with Howie. We're with the Hawks. But uh, any other final thoughts from either one of you? Zach, let me start with you. Any other final thoughts before we go? We log it off here for the day about anything. Yeah, the, well, oof, uh, I don't know. There is the a time limit, by the way. <laughs> um, it's that we're going to see more of this in the next couple of years, as we know. And I want to give a shout out to Matt Brown, who does runs extra points. It's an awesome sub stack. It's all about the, the, the behind the scenes of college athletics in terms of like media contracts. He has a great FOIA database. And he's a great source for different schools that are talking about this. And if you want to be optimistic, Eastern Washington looked at this and they announced they're going to keep sports. And UC Riverside, somewhat surprisingly, announced they're going to keep sports at Division One. And both of those schools are in much more trouble financially and in terms of attracting students than the University of Hartford is. And it, it's helped highlight how absurd this decision is. So I'm just hoping for more good news because, you're, unfortunately, there's going to be more schools looking at this. You mentioned 358 schools in Division One. That's a lot. And money has been so tight over the last year for athletic programs. So unfortunately, this is something we're going to have to go through for a lot of schools. And there are going to be more schools that will take Hartford's decision and will drop out, unfortunately. I just hope in those cases it's done with a little bit 
of tact or a little bit of consideration. And if, if, if at least we get that out of the Hartford situation, that these schools take into consideration, not just the fans, but the athletes and the administrators and try and make this horrendous, the tough decision with a little bit of humanity, then at least we can get that. You know, who's still division one, a team that that school almost completely shut down Chicago state. Yeah. They don't even have a conference after next season. They're still D1. And they, they haven't dropped down. The, the incoming <laughs> class at the school is like three digits. Yeah. They uh, can figure it out. Riverside can figure it out. Hawaii's on an island and they can figure it out. Hawaii's stadium got condemned and they're still playing major college football. <laughs> David, Hartford, any other final thoughts? You'll be all right. You'll be okay. I, I, I don't think I can follow Zach. That, that was perfect. Uh, it's just that I will, so I can't. Uh, follow it up, but I will echo it and saying that we are fighting for Howie. We are. We, it, they are the team of the people. It's back. <laughs> the team. Of we the are people. sending Zach to games this year to interview people uh, <laughs> to get their take <laughs> on what's going on. Chain myself to the side of the Chase yes. family for those. Yes. <laughs> on that note, that I do want to thank everyone for joining us. We'll be back probably early for our June. We were very late in the month here for our May. Yeah. We'll be back maybe as early as next week uh, <laughs> right. with a another special guest who maybe not quite as special as Zach, but uh, we'll see. Uh, but on behalf of, of David and Zach, I'm Chad Sherwood. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you again uh, probably in a couple of weeks here. Say bye.